Hey everyone and welcome to the Sparrowcast where a bunch of friends talk about games from various countries in the world over the internet. I'm your host Dale. I'm joined by my co-host Adrian. Yo! Yeah, it's just the two of yo, us yo, this yo. week uh, simply because mm-hmm. I was too busy to come up with a topic that could include um, Leonard at, at this point in time. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, we've been off the air long enough uh, so I think it's time to just jump back and get back into the yeah. flow of things or just try mm-hmm. to keep the flow of things as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, sorry everybody for the delay in episodes. Um, we wanted to do something a couple weeks ago but um, busy? Probably the best yeah. way to put it. Yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. yes. Um, this week... Um, we are gonna askew much of the news, much of the housekeeping uh, for every for a lot of things. We are gonna focus on our usual corner of the week, which has traditionally been our usual last topic for housekeeping, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. uh, what have you been playing this week, Adrian? And uh, that yeah, that is due for an update. We're all due for an update. We are due for an update, fair. but um. <laughs> I, I think between my schedule, which is incredibly packed at this point in time, uh, because everything mm-hmm. is trying to get back to normal, probably the best way to put mm-hmm. it, uh, and between uh, Adrian when his work is is ramping up and down, and there's some transitions mm-hmm. coming in 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 the meantime as well, which uh, we'll not review yet, you know. But uh, big exciting news at least on his side. So uh, mm-hmm. because of that, for this episode, we'll just be focusing on what we've been playing. Maybe for the last two, three weeks or also. Yeah, uh, that's a lot to talk about. To and yeah, and and, <laughs> and 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 you know, even between in our pre, uh, our pre-recording chat, we will we're just like you know just like riffing off the things that we are playing. It's like there's so mm-hmm. much that that we we can talk about for them. That it's like, mm-hmm. hey, it, this actually turns out to be a, a great idea because. <laughs> there's a lot of content for this uh, that we, we, we can, we can mm-hmm. talk about it. and um, shall we just jump straight into topic of the show what have you been playing this week Adrian actually last week as well but you know what have you played Adrian wow I mean for the past two weeks I've been playing and finished Persona 5 Strikers which Initially, initially, I wanted to just get something that's just brain dead, right? Yeah. <laughs> you imagine a game that is dubbed and and has Omega Force front line and center, created by Omega Force. Your first thought is Dynasty Warriors, Summer Warriors, Kyrie Warriors, what other warriors there is, whatever, whatever, whatever fate, warriors else. Fit yeah. Stella Ling. <laughs> okay, yeah, that is a fake game. That is a Fire Emblem as well. It's a Fire Emblem. Yeah, warriors. that's what. That Thingy is... as well. Yeah. So basically, the Dynasty Warrior team, right? They make they made a game based on the Persona Five franchise. You imagine that oh, it's just sprint there, just go around killing tons of enemies and stuff like that, right? Holy shit! It's 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 way out of my expectations. What what it ended up being? It's actually and and actually and ended up being a pretty pretty amazing experience playing yeah. this game. It's. It's not just a show-in. It's not. It's not something that you just. Oh, we just wanted to take the IP and just, or just slap it, slap it on a on a com, on a combat system that, that they are famous for, right? Omega Force are famous for. Yeah. It's not just that they really. I believe also because of the partnership and collaboration between the two teams, the P Five team and, the the production, the, yeah, the Persona Production Studios and Omega Force, a lot of input were taken into account with the presentation, the way the the whole combat system works, 
it feels very much like a like a like an evolution of what I would imagine a Persona Five system could be if it were to move towards a more real time direction. Yeah, uh, I I wouldn't disagree. I mean, I think couple episodes ago, which is a couple months ago, I, I was also saying that you know I I played a couple levels of 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 Five Strikers. Mm. I mean, bef- that was before work ramped the fuck up, <laughs> and and you know I had I had practically no time to no well little to no time. Let's just put it that way, <laughs> and and. I said, it's incredibly great. At least for the levels I've played, and I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it has only still been those levels that I've played so far. But it, it, from from what I remember, from what I know, is is that it, it implements the system from from Persona pretty well, or Persona Five pretty mm-hmm. well itself. I, I I wouldn't disagree on saying that. Um, if Persona, uh, the series or the franchise were to transition into a uh, go the way of Final Fantasy and transition into a mm-hmm. more real time combat. Uh, this is not a bad way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the the game does still have its jank. <laughs> there are a lot of jank. Yeah. To it, like yeah. uh, like the weird, weird, weird controller nitpicks that I have. Like, some there's something wrong with the way Persona games like to make their controllers. When especially when you move your analog stick, the dead zone is so fucking high. It's like a point seven or point eight on the dead zone. Only when you push the stick all the way where your character starts moving. And and there's no there's no nuances in, in, in its its in its entire movement system and all that, but that's nitpick, right? And then the combat system The the amazing thing is they managed to make it such that weakness, buffing and debuffing enemies or slash yourself or your team really, really matters in this game. Because when the enemies swamp you, you're almost guaranteed dead. And I and I make the I make the explicit choice to play on hard because Dynasty Warrior games, right? That's not gonna be hard, right? So no. play on hard, right? Yeah. Holy fuck, it's hard. It's, yeah, it's extremely hard. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I think so, they they took they took some notes from from uh, from Atlas and or, or at least P P Studio mm-hmm. and said that hey, mm-hmm. you know they like to get off on our tears and and let watch us suffer and they ramped up mm-hmm. difficulty from there itself. Uh, it's not a traditional Musou game. By any sense of the word, um, mm-hmm. simply because the scale of it has been scaled down. Definitely speaking, you're mm-hmm. not facing as well. It seems like you're facing a lot of things, but you are you you aren't actually. That's just you're not really. But but they hurt. They fucking they, hurt. They they do. They they, yeah. they do hurt. A- yeah. At least they they implemented that well. They implemented that mm-hmm. each each fight that you're going to is going to be a threat, no matter what, mm-hmm. no matter how many people you're facing. It's a what's the trope called? Uh, conservation of ninjutsu. Uh, yeah. Like the more people you face the least likely the threat will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you shrink that down, it's like, oh, 200 ninjas is the st- st- statistic. One ninja yeah, is a threat. Yes. <laughs> yes. So now you find somewhere in between. 25 ninjas, I might die. Yeah, it's like, you look at it and go, uh, uh, this does not... Okay, <laughs> I, I need to be careful. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not like, oh, 25, yeah, let me just breeze through the entire level. You see, 25, uh... Oh, uh, this yeah, I, I need to. Yeah, need, you need to really plan. You need to every time you go into encounter, there is a likelihood that you'll die if you if you mess up and get yourself surrounded because mm. heat reaction is a killer in this game. You can get stun locked to death. Yeah, so I, easily I, in this I, game. I I think that this Muso game more than anything else mm-hmm. resembles um old school like uh old school. Brawler slashes, like Streets of Yeah, Bush, very example, big or double dragon, big yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. 
Yeah, where where you you need to plan not say plan your route per se. You just you still beat up whoever you see, but you、mm-hmm. need to be very intelligent about like not getting surrounded. You're not like yeah. Be- you need to be aware of your yeah, especially aware every time. Which is why one of the system where you summon your persona pauses the entire game. It gives you gives you breathing room, when it's a essential tool you have to use. You have to exploit this in order in order not to get yourself killed in the early game, especially I mean, the first dungeon. Yeah, I mean that's fair. It's it's not like、yeah. Dragon Age where you you pause and you you take a look around and you switch through your characters and things like that. This one you actually, you know, I mean, it's not that long. You just well, you can't、note. switch through your characters, but you can switch through your personas. Yeah, but because Joker. Yeah, but yeah. uh, it's it's more like you 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 take note of your surroundings. It's not like. Yep. Okay, let me let me let me do this two hundred IQ play that is only happening because I can pause the game. It's like it's... none of that, none of that. But、bullshit. you don't you don't really have two hundred IQ plays to make anyway because it's either I need to find a way to make them to to quit them or I'm fucking gonna die and I better queue <laughs> up. It's、yeah. either or pretty much. Yeah. And、uh... yeah, there's also another interesting thing that I really enjoyed that wasn't as. It's not as prevalent because when normally when you engage in this type of uh, Dynasty Warrior style games, right? Yeah. The combo system is fairly simple. It's just oh, just mash your light attacks and triangle attacks. Oh, 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 just mash it, and then you just see flashy stuff come out, right? Yeah. In this, there's actual there's like there's actually some tactical aspects to it, like because different combinations of attacks provide you different like they they have a combo finisher pretty much at at most combos. Yeah. Like your tri- your light light heavy heavy presents a combo, and which in which case the light light heavy heavy allows your persona to make a persona attack at the end of the combo. So the combo finisher is actually a persona attack, and different personas that you have equipped, especially Joker. If、mm. if those who have never played Persona Five or any Persona games, like the main character has to, this always being able to switch. It's pretty much this, yeah yeah you you Pokemon you are wild card yeah. Yeah, you're a Pokemon hunt. You're a Pokemon yeah, trainer, basically. Pokemon so you trainer, have、yeah. multiple Pokemon to work with. So depending on which Pokemon or persona if you equip at that point in time, uh, they come out with different move sets, and usually, and that's the interesting thing. Like you can pause the menu and cast, for example, a, a ice spell or fire spell. Will cost you SP, which which is another aspect of of persona games in general that have that has made its way here, in the form of resource management because SP management is a bitch. It's, it's always been. Uh, for those that don't know, it's kind of like mana. Let's just put it that way. Just... Yeah, well, well, it's, it's it's yeah, it's 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 literally yeah. You're paying forty percent tax. <laughs> yeah. Kind of level of oh、uh, yeah of 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 managing resource management. So you have that, but only in very critical case where you need to use it, you will use SP. So in most cases, you will try to you try to vary out your combo so that you can. You can cast the persona attacks at the end of the combo. So for some, and and it's it varies between the different personas, what persona attacks to use at the end of the combo finisher. So you need to find mix and match experiment, and there's that tactical aspect. Like, I might want to pick up this particular persona because the combination of attacks when it does its combo finisher fits my playstyle, as compared to another thing. Or because some of them may when they do a light light heavy heavy, they may cast a Debuff, and that may be useful for you, but not for someone else who who wants to fight with more elemental style stuff. So yeah, I think yeah, I I uh just something just to... I will wish yeah something I wish that Final Fantasy Seven 
Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Just... I, I think I'll interject here uh, a little bit and just say that uh, for mm-hmm. those that did not catch our um, GRPG section episode about Persona mm-hmm. SMT, uh, just, just, just to let you guys know, it's like, um, unlike most other games, uh, status effects are very, very important and prevalent in, in, in the Persona and SMT franchises. Uh, mm. um, they affect how you're going to go through the game or through a fight um, <laughs> massively. Massively. Yeah, they make the difference between winning and dying yeah. pretty much. And, and things yeah. like that. It, it's, a, it's, mm. it's basically like, you know, in Pokemon where you basically have like uh, elemental weaknesses. Um, there are condition weaknesses for some bosses as well and some enemies as well and you need to exploit this to, to be able to have at least a fighting chance. Yeah, you can't brute force your way through just pure raw damage. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah, with the, I mean, so that that's part of the system that which which, uh, Adrian mm. was talking about as, as well, where mm. you know it casts a debuff, and some people think that it's just a debuff. You know, it makes your fight easier. No, it it doesn't just make your fight easier. It just makes, if you it makes, really take it further, yeah, yeah, it makes the your debuff fight, is actually twenty five percent to fifty percent levels of debuff. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes your it makes your game doable. Let's just do let's just put it that way <laughs> yeah. itself. Yeah, it, it's much like I said. It's much different from a lot of other games where it's like, oh, you get poison. Mm. It's a fucking annoyance. It's like it's going it's to just kill annoyance, you. right? Yeah. It's... Yeah, but you you can fix it and things like this. So yeah. Where whereas the, this one, it actually is uh. Again, it is essential. It is part of the, um, SMT mm-hmm. and and um, Persona, um. Mm-hmm design philosophy in the first place so yeah. yeah so 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 in case people don't know the importance of why why uh adrian mentioned debuffs um mm-hmm. this is the reason yeah and and i'm not sure if because it's been a while since i played PA, p5 mm. and you have recently played p5r mm. are there technical attacks in p5 did you remember something uh, called technical attacks technical attacks i i don't really remember and because usually you just go all the way to like yeah, oh, because thanks. in 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 so there's another evolution of the of the on top of the weakness system in in strikers, like they have technical attacks. So for example, uh, only certain elements will create an additional status effect. For example, fire will cause you to be burnt. Uh, electric will cause you to be shocked. Then ice will cause you to freeze, to or cause your enemies to freeze. I mean... So you can oh. use on top of that, right? So yeah. and then because the whole range of 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 status effects or of status of elements in Persona are not just this only. Yeah. They have your nuke, your wind, and all the other stuff. So all this when you attack, especially nuke side and wind, when you hit an enemy with one of these additional status, depending on which status, the different combinations of those additional three elements will create additional technical attacks, which are the main. The main source of critical damage output that you do. So there's another. It was, it's crazy. There's another layer of like added Complex complexity XC, onto yeah. it, but you know that 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 plays into this whole elemental system, which is yeah, yeah which is just fun. Yeah, I mean, thinking about it more, the technical attacks um is not as complex. In in I mean, mm-hmm. it I think it counts as a technical attack because uh it, it's kind of like the elemental tree kind of thing mm-hmm. that that we yeah. we are very very aware of. Uh, mm-hmm. Usually that just leads to one more, and we usually yeah. call it just call it you know the one more attack. Or... Yeah, so it's a one more system, right? Yeah, so it's a one just, more system you just itself. Go and then just hit them, and then you can just do a yeah. one more attack and stuff like that. So, so I think that for let's say for the game for for the mainline mm-hmm. games is, itself, it, that's just that's the technical attack. 
it's just the mm-hmm. one more and we usually just call it the one yeah. more for this one i think yeah. they actually had a more um uh, well, i won't say it had, it, had, it had a lot more technical yeah. aspects to it because on yeah. top of that there some enemies especially bosses and stuff have shields if you happen to come in to the fight without a preferred elemental choice against the boss the only other way you can deal with shields are through technical attacks and that's how i actually had to script through some of the fights because i ran in into a fight with fuck this guy needs nuke and i don't have any nuke and makoto is sitting in the, in the branch right now <laughs> so i'm fucked so what do i do i would need to find a way to just just create critical attacks and technical attacks in order to break the shield yeah although at a slower pace because you you definitely do things faster if you if you hit the weakness yeah but it is still viable and it's actually it creates a different dynamics of play you know that so you can yeah there are there are more there are more choices for such a simple yeah. game right where you imagine like a, a dynasty warrior game which is right at this point in time i would not even consider persona 5 dynasty warriors game because it's is that would be doing a disservice pretty yeah. much yeah i think it's a uh, it it um as a genre is uh, like this been a spin off of for uh mm-hmm. Persona Five itself, and I think that besides that, it's also a spin off or a, a, at least an experimentation of a of a different implementation of, of a way a genre is is presented. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, I mean, in in the last couple like last couple years itself, the genre has 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 warped. Uh, itself mm-hmm. like they've introduced different things in into the genre to keep it try to keep it fresh let's just put it this way like mm-hmm. Dragon Quest had uh, its its own mechanics itself um, mm-hmm. Fire Emblem had its own mechanics as well, as well it implemented in but I think the, the this is the best implementation the truest implementation of how taking a source material and implementing using, using your system and using your system to implement its systems into your systems mm-hmm. uh, translates mm-hmm. well extremely yeah, well in, really in the yeah. yeah um i can't wait i mean i can't wait to get i get more free time like whatever free time i have mm-hmm. is is playing the game that I'm, i i i'm playing right now but when i do get more free time uh, i generally do want to try to get back into into royal and strikers mm-hmm. as well um mm-hmm. we should take some and well yeah well for one thing because strikers is kind of it does a storyline strikers it's a direct sequel to P5. Not so much of P5R, yeah. but for P5. Uh, it's unfortunate that I can't really recommend to someone who has never played P5, P5. before to play P5 Strikers. But really, uh, what another main factor which might might shit on a lot of people <laughs> is that the game is relatively easier to grind. Because grinding is an uh, expectation, is an essential part of playing Persona games, unfortunately. I, I think it's essential in all um, JRPGs to be very very honest well mm, some more than others some mm, force some, you yeah. some force mm-hmm. you uh, traditionally speaking it isn't that bad in, in games like for example uh, Persona isn't mm-hmm. that bad in SMT isn't that bad in mm-hmm. Dragon Quest and those are those are usually the games I said I, I recommend uh, SMT does require you to grind because it does have hard gates here and there which is an SMT staple because they will they will force you to they it, will force you to find a strategy to beat certain bosses. Yeah, but it's kind of games. it's it's kind yeah. of like a it's kind of like a Yakuza Seven that we were talking about mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in a couple of episodes or maybe last yeah. episode ago. It's like they tell you this is level you need to be at. Yeah, 
and I mean without like I mean traditionally sometimes um, those have mm-hmm. ne- those gates have never been spoken you just go in mm-hmm. you get fucking wrecked and you're like thinking shit uh, the only way I can do it yeah is to, is grind. to grind and then you realize but at least, yeah. yeah but at least now like kind of like even for SMT I mean mm-hmm. SMT is probably the first kind of games franchise to do something mm-hmm. like this and just tell you mm-hmm. please be at this level um, and they kind of like hard force you into it Mm-hmm. Hard gate you in, into doing that mm-hmm. so that you know you don't think that oh this is fucking unfair mm-hmm. in, in, in a sense if you say that yeah that is grinding sure just a little bit but there's also mm-hmm. the aspect that you have to take in consideration especially let's say for example if you're talking about Adrian uh, mm-hmm. this is specific to him in, in a sense that is that he wants all his characters to be symmetrical and in which case that really feels like a grind especially let's say for example like Yakuza 7 which he did which yeah. like, I told him, it's like, I don't remember grinding, to be very honest. I don't know why. You I had to grind. Everyone has to be on the level. So yeah. Yeah. that's why I did. Pretty yeah. much. So then, and that's why I did for P5 Strikers as well. So. <laughs> so so yeah. So no, then the question I posted to him in our, pre, in our pre-recording um, chat for this one is that he says that grinding is incredibly easy. And you do have to mm-hmm. grind, but it's incredibly easy even for for what you're doing and to put every character symmetrical and hit nine stats and everything and things like this is that if it, it's easy to grind is it still considered a grind not really to be fair it's not it's not really a grind by that point but but this but the thing is the way that it allows for this ease of grinding of sorts is because of the way the the levels are designed and the overall combat system the overall the combat system encourages you to run through dungeons repeatedly Pretty quickly, because if we imagine a traditional turn-based style combat system where you run around in the dungeon and you hit, you hit an encounter, right? Mm. I would imagine the the time taken for you to finish up the encounter will be significantly much more, maybe at least two or three times longer than when you were fighting like action RPG style. So, yeah. so that's that, right? So yeah. a lot of the a lot of the compressed time in between encounters or even within encounters themselves all adds to less time going through the dungeon but you still you still sort of get the same amount of progression because exp are the same right pretty much when you are at that 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 percentage of the game you probably earn about the same amount of exp because it's equivalent to how much you're leveling and stuff like that so yeah yeah so the time taken to get that exp is a lot shorter which hence makes the grind a lot more enjoyable because you get through it fast Sure. I, I, I guess that, uh, I mean, just on a tangent to, to uh, mm-hmm. uh, a small segue, let's just put it this way. This is something that we've been meaning to talk about for one of the longest times itself, is that mm-hmm. the, the real difference between action RPGs and, and, um, and, and uh, real-time RPGs, at least in the JRPG spectrum itself, mm-hmm. um, I, I think... Um, we we might have touched upon this a little bit and we're still going to touch upon it just a little bit today without explaining too much is that um, why traditional JRPGs have been have been dying out like turn-based JRPGs have been dying out mm-hmm. simply is because of uh, of factors like this uh, where people mm-hmm. think that turn-based traditionally is taking too long where you have to play through the game and they allow you to play the game and that, that, then people find it that, that that is too long even by mm-hmm. not too long standards, let's just put it this way, mm-hmm. um, and and it it's not that it's it takes up significantly more time, 
it just feels like it takes up significantly more time. Yeah. Uh, because you are going through the menu, you're typing and waiting for because it's turn based because you're waiting for the turns to yeah to to carry out pretty much. Yeah. Uh, we uh, again we're not gonna touch too much upon that itself. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna um when Asia and I revisit this probably in the JRPG section because we we've talked about yeah, this it, before. It's a topic for JRPG section and they are. There is a game I will want to play before we talk about this topic yeah. because uh, it's a I very mean, interesting. It has a very interesting. It, it is something interesting with this combat system that that we should talk about as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. it it is on the slate. Well, the reason why mm-hmm. we haven't done it is because Adrian hasn't played it. And I'm not even sure. Is the game out really? Is it really out on Apple Arcade? I do need to check. My phone is not working, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, but. The yeah, the thing is that we we do have like JRPG sessions on mm-hmm. the slate. It's just that um, I'm sorry, I've just been really busy. Like this is a side project that I've dragged the guys into, and they 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 have done a very nice job of accord- reaccommodating me into it. But uh, it's just that I've been incredibly busy um, with people and jobs and and, and things like this itself. Um, well, we all are so yeah, technically speaking, it's life. As well. that yeah, that's life. Um, but yeah, the but the, yes. the that that's something that we're gonna talk about uh soon mm-hmm. and uh, um without spoiling too much a couple of the games that we will talk about uh not including the game that we won't mention until much later but um but a couple of the games that we will use as uh examples uh for for this is um a couple of mobile games, uh mm-hmm. one of it is uh, Genshin Impact. Another one is mm-hmm. uh, Fate Grand Order or Grand Blue Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Both of them apply, technically speaking, because they, they use kind of similar systems, in, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that apparent right now, but it, it is when we, will, when we talk about it uh, later on. Uh, another one will be Bravely, that we will touch mm-hmm. upon. And uh, then we will use uh, Final Fantasy VII as a remake, as, as a juxtaposition mm-hmm. on, on how uh, and why we, we chose games like this. So small mm-hmm. spoiler ahead. Uh, we'll let you know when this episode drops, and mm, yeah, yeah, when we when we when we can talk about it. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, when uh, when we when we find the time to actually record <laughs> and talk about it. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but but that segue uh, aside, um, I I think the greatest value that I I uh that that uh, has been mentioned for P five strikers is that, um, that I mean that has not been mentioned uh for P five strikers is that. Um, depending on your outlook of it, um, the characterization is spectacular. Um, yeah, it's 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 good. Basically, it's good. Yeah, basically, if you, how do I put it delicately? Um, if you aren't Leonard, um, because he that there, there is a there. I mean, yeah, there's a certain animeness to cheesiness, it. yeah, and animeness to 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 the way the characters are characterized. Yeah. yeah, so um, he doesn't like that kind of he doesn't like that sort of characterization itself. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. You you have your own preferences and and, and so forth, but if you don't mind things like this, the characterization is utterly fantastic. Uh, because mm-hmm. it carries on exactly what uh P five is doing and, and, and just transposes it's it. It's an eight point five to nine anime level. Yeah. On I'm, on my anime list I'm, equivalent. I, I, yeah. Very basically speaking, yes. Uh that and that that's not to say that's not to um detract it from everything else. Like the g- entire package is still basically Persona just transposed into a new game system. So everything that is great about Persona five, um the art style, 
I mean, if you like it, you like it, you love it. Uh, if you don't, you fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It, it's still okay. It's very striking. Haha, <laughs> pun intended because you know strikers. Uh, but <laughs> and then and, and um, the soundtrack is still amazing. For Lego Batman. Wow, I think the soundtrack is even better than base P five, but that's a personal opinion because it's kind of the new right now, the formal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in in the forefront formal of your it. yeah. It's the yeah. forefront of your consciousness. Uh, speaking for for that one itself, but but yeah, everything from P five you transpose it into a new game system. It's kind of like seven Final Fantasy seven and seven remake. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, and and that's basically it. Uh, and that, that has always been the the core the core comparison I keep making between those two games. Why I like one over the other for some yeah. weird reason. So, just just the fine, just just that just that it it it, it much better translate and evolves the combat systems from from the older one to the newer one, much better in my opinion. Yeah, for me, which is why I prefer P five, P five S. Yeah, um. This isn't about Final Fantasy, so we won't talk about Final Fantasy VII mm-hmm. uh, too much. Um, anything else you want to add for Persona 5 Strikers before we move on? Not really. I mean, let's talk about why you've been, why why you have been playing. Um, I didn't have really have free much free time. Uh, before mm-hmm. um the end of last month, so. Mm-hmm. During the end of last month, uh, a game dropped. A game that um, we have been playing for. I mean, a franchise that we we have been playing since. How many years ago? Uh, army days. Our army days. <laughs> so well, since the game, since the game appeared on PSP and really created a phenomenon. Yeah. Uh, it is Monster Hunter. It's the new. Uh, it's Monster mm-hmm. Hunter Rise. It's the new Monster Hunter mm-hmm. that is available right now. Um. Mm-hmm. It's good, for lack of a better term. It, it's really good itself. Uh, <laughs> it's not difficult to play. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. s- objectively speaking, because like Adrian and I obviously will have like, uh, not just rose tinted lenses looking at, at, at the franchise itself, mm-hmm. but we have played hundreds. With the muscle memory, I mean, you, you we, give me a controller and play. Oh, I can still play. I can still. I can still solo yeah. hunt an elder dragon. Yeah, I mean we are, we are I like I I didn't get too much into war. I got about fifty hours into mm-hmm. war, which is minuscule. Let's just put it that way. Um, but like and 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 when getting into Rise itself, I was telling uh one of the friends that I am regularly playing with, regular as regular as can be. Uh, my my friend Gabriel, that is that I'm fucking rusty. I am incredibly rusty, and he's like, didn't you play war? And like I did, I played about fifty hours, and he was like. Uh, Okay, that just enough to get your feet wet. Okay, fine, and, and things like that, <laughs> which which is true. Like fifty hours in in, in Monster Hunter the, the, is, is practically finishing story. Yeah, finishing story for Monster Hunter is the tutorial. Yeah, kind of. Like, Once like, you unlock it, ah, that is when the real game starts. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's when that's when the game begins. Let's let, let's just put yes. it that way. So, uh, yeah, but I'm incredibly rusty. But it just took me like three, four hands to get back in the swing of things. In, in incredibly fast, incredibly yeah, easy. That's including the new, the new, the new systems and the new mechanics that have in place. Yeah. So now that that's been mentioned, like, like I'll just go through it very quickly itself. The mm-hmm. why Monster Hunter Rise is so good, um, mobility. Mobility is is has been always the greatest issue in, in Monster Hunter itself. 
it is uh, we we have played so much Monster to the point where we accept that because of the way the game is structured, yeah. the mobility is that way because of that. Yeah, pretty uh, much. You stay on the, it's of how you say it, the best comparison we can put it. Although it is not ex- in well, it didn't directly inspire Dark Souls. That there is a small modicum of inspiration that 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 translated into the design for Dark Souls itself, mm-hmm. in terms of like let's say for example camera angles, um, the way the perspective is held and so on and so forth. That definitely bled through. Although Dark Souls inspiration came from another game altogether, which uh, I can't be bothered to remember at this point in time, but yeah. it's a very very grounded game. Monster Hunter, tra- Monster Hunter mm-hmm. traditionally has been very very grounded, like. No weapon in Monster Hunter besides one, barring one, mm-hmm. has been aerial based at all. Where you spend more than five percent of the fight in the air, even when in when they implemented jump in four or jumping off. The only way you will spend time in the air in the Monster Hunter game typically is when you get hit by a fucking monster and yeah. you just get stunned off to hell. Exactly. And 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 now that 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 um Adrian has mentioned it, stun lock still does happen in, in Monster Hunter Rise. It's just that it's not as prevalent anymore simply because of the mobility aspect that's added into it. And what this small little mechanic added into the game itself has made the game so much better to play. Um, mm. Partly because you don't get stun-locked as often. Like 90% of the time... Well, if you get stun-locked, it's your fault now. It's not, yeah. it's not the game's fault. It's not the game's yeah. fault. Because the game they... Is the tools to yeah. yeah, that one mechanic is called a wire bug. And wire bug is basically mm-hmm. like Monster Hunter World's grappling hook, but not shit. For lack of yeah, a better it's, term. It's, it's, it's further expanded. Okay, uh, yeah. okay. To, to, more, to more eloquently explain it, or actually in, mm-hmm. in longer terms to explain it, yes. in Monster Hunter World, they introduce a grappling hook. But the Grand mm-hmm. Hook in that is slow, it's janky, it's, it needs to be targeted, it needs to be anchored to a point itself. You need to go into like a third-person shooter perspective. And look like for a, the point. You need to hold, yeah, hold a button to, to, to bring up your grappling hook and then you need to hook it to something. Yeah, it, it, it's not something that you do all the time and they don't present mm-hmm. you to be able to do it most of the time. Let's just put it this mm-hmm. way. I mean, even when it's presented to you, there are times where you just go, oh, man, I have to do this and, and things like this. Yeah, you you rather not, and it's and when you do do it, usually it's pretty clutch. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's a presented clutch moment for you to to to, to, to do basically. It's a scripted awesome moment when they present it to you that way, and that yeah. feels extremely artificial. But besides mm-hmm. that, uh, let's go back into into way that um that wire bugs have made it better is that wire bugs are basically um, short range grappling hooks for lack of better term mm-hmm. and what that means is that you can deploy anytime you want as long as you have mm-hmm. the charges for it it's infinite because uh, unless I mean there's a cooldown but it's infinite uh, otherwise you can do it anytime you want and what they do is they either propel you towards the air or they propel mm-hmm. you forward towards in uh, a parallel to the ground itself so there are only two motions for this and they have already made the game so much better because you can do it anytime you want like I said you you can implement it into your hunt maneuvers so there are maneuvers mm. in the game that you can only um, do in the air for example mm. 
let's say for example a hammer bash that is a jumping hammer bash let's say it used to be you need to run up a fucking ledge hop yeah you need to slam and jump off yeah find a way to jump off based on the terrain and stuff like that yeah yeah, fine and now you can just do it and it's Mm. made the game so much more fluid in that sense uh it's not just for the hammer it's for the great sword for uh dual blades even for the weapon which I'm meaning, which is the light bow gun, you can leap up into the air and have mobility to do stuff while in the air itself. I can jump up in the air, shoot two rounds. I can jump up in the air to avoid monsters charging at me and shoot rounds into it in the meantime as well. It's like a fucking John Woo movie, which I can actually do reliably. You see, that's more mobility. Giving mobility back to the to players, giving them the agency to, yeah. to perform certain... Yeah, I, I, I was uh, typing this out uh, um, during the week when we were expl- like trying to like brainstorm about what we could talk about this weekend. And I was, I talk- then it basically, uh, I was talking to Adrian about the way the mobility changes the game itself. It's not like, it's not in a way where it's like Dark Souls to, 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 to Bloodborne where you basically just get faster. It, it does that as well, but the, the mocap comparison is that this is Bloodborne to Sekiro, where you get aerial maneuverability in as well as the speed. And and not to knock on Sekiro, which I love a lot, yep. but this is a lot more open because you can literally, you can literally wire back anywhere. You are not tied to a specific like points on the map that will only allow you to wire back or you need to yeah need to wait for prompt or anything like that you can it's literally a button on your control scheme that you can execute anytime you want yeah provided you have the charges for it yeah so so that small little thing coming back to um to the stun lock issue that we always used to have is that let's say for example if you're using a ranged weapon or melee weapon or well i mean those are the choices but um but <laughs> but but the, the thing is that um some monsters they charge and sometimes it's like you are incredibly close to it and you get knocked back and you fall on the floor but then the monster turns around and charges again and when you're getting up you get hit again and these are large monsters when when you're th- when you're thinking like oh it can't hurt that much uh think dark souls level of getting hit they hurt mm-hmm. a lot Let's just put it that way. So when we are talking oh, about the stun- ongoing joke, right? Like the, it's always that old meme. Why do we not like fighting fish style monsters in Monster Hunter? It's because of this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just the- just the fish monsters wagging their fucking bellies is enough to kill you. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a like, so yeah yeah that's exactly it. That's the stun lock itself. You get hit. Uh, when your iframes run out, when you get stand back up, mm-hmm. you get hit again. So you, you essentially get stunned into death. That doesn't happen because the wire bug also has the emergency escape function where if you get hit, you're flying. Before you hit the ground, you can, you, you, you can escape in one of the, any, any of the cardinal directions itself. Um, this is not... This shouldn't be this new and shouldn't be this fucking revolutionary, but it is. Because now it presents you with a higher level of survivability, a higher level ease of play probably would be a better way to put it because now you can't say this is part of the game's jank this is not part of the game's faults now it's your fault as as adrian mm-hmm. has put it before now when you die when you get stunned locked that 90 percent of the time it's on you you see mm-hmm. 
there is still a lot of skill that is you know you need to put into into Monster Hunter itself. It's kind of like a Soulsborne game, where mm. it's you have to know the system, you have to feel the system, you have to you have to you have to work around the the, the limitations of the system itself. That still all applies, but being able to do so much mobility um, in the game where it has traditionally been extremely grounded. Uh, base fundamental. I I won't say fundamentally changes, but it it amps it up to a level where it's a lot more acceptable for people who have never played Monster Hunter to play. Mm. It's more uh, than more than yeah. World. Yeah, more than World. World was. Uh, I'll talk more about World, but uh, this later. But World was basically the greatest hits for, um, for for Monster Hunter. Before anything before that is the greatest yeah, hit. Well, anything before then, yeah, yeah. it it really propelled Monster Hunter into the into the slightly more mainstream. Yeah, mindset. Yeah, yeah, and, I mean, and this is that taking that groundwork that they have placed into it, and and basically making it even more accessible to mm-hmm. to to foreign audiences itself, because all this kind of things is it's like okay, um. Broadly speaking, Adrian and I, the way the things that we that we like and the games that we play, we are very Japanese. We are very Japanese in the in in the sense that we know and we accept this type of things and we play with within the system limits itself. Mm-hmm. Um, me more than him, obviously speaking. Uh, we've already established this in previous episodes, as if you've heard us talk about like frustrations within games itself have mm-hmm. been, but we are extremely stubborn in a way that we we like certain systems uh and, yep. and, but at the end of the day we still work within those systems and we accept mm-hmm. those systems for what they are uh, and and as as like japanese broadly speaking and i mean not not exactly japanese we are ethnically japanese but that's besides the point as japanese we we accept that these are the systems that are within this game and this franchise and without those systems we 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 could have argued that without those jank, without those systems, it's not the same game. But this proves us wrong. This proves that you can fundamental, not say fundamentally, you can change a small aspect and add in mechanics to make it easier, but still retain mm. the same flavor, the same the the same framework and the same game, and make it feel the same but better. Yourself. So the 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 thing is. Initially, when when we, well, maybe more for me rather than you, but initially when we first saw the announcement for for Rise and we saw the first implement, uh, first the first video of the Wirebug two, yeah, I think there was definitely for me especially there was there was a huge level of skepticism. Is there stubbornness in place, right? Like, does it mean that games that Monster Hunter is getting easier because you have this all these mobility choices and does this still feel like a Monster Hunter game? Because the hunt itself, the the difficulty of the hunt, that's the that's the key, right? Well, I, I, like I, I mean, I won't say that I I didn't have those uh like feelings as well. I definitely did. I mean, we we watched it. I showed it. I mean, I I pasted it to I think your our chat, and you were like, mm-hmm. uh, and I I mean, I said I felt exactly the same way. It's like this looks too. For lack of a better term, to quote Leonard, it feels too anime. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think I distinctly remember saying something like this. Like, XX was already extremely anime before World yeah, brought it's, it. It's far out there, which is another problem. XX has other problems to X, it. Yeah, XX has yeah. a litany of problems that we, we won't talk about mm-hmm. because it, 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 it'll take too long. It feels... It feels yeah. like Monster Hunter, but it feels like a bootleg Monster Hunter. It's, it's the short version. <laughs> yeah. it, that's the short version of it. So, it's like we, we had those reservations because this had those inclinations because it's very Japanese-inspired. It had, uh, move, you know, that kind of like aerial movement mechanics where that didn't need to be. Like, because World already proved that that didn't need to be. It could have been the fucking greatest hits and with people who would still love it and love to play it. And, and things like that, so I would say mm-hmm. I won't say that it wouldn't. We, I didn't have those reservations. I still had those reservations mm-hmm. going in and into the demo itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, I didn't play the fuck out of the demo. Unlike some of my friends who tell me, "No, look, this is the next big thing. It really is," and things like that. It was like then, you, yeah, I'm sitting there and I'm like, dude, I've been playing this the same amount of time as you. <laughs> what do you mean this is the next big thing and things like that? But. It, it fundament- I, I, again, it's like I want to say it fundamentally changes the game, the way the game is played. But at the same time, it doesn't because the combat is still on the ground. But you have the mobility to get around and, and do so much because of one small mechanic that you can often forget about. Um, by hour 3 or 4 in the main game, not mm-hmm. the demo itself, it's like, hour three or four into the main game, where you are just free to move around, do explorations and things like that, it really feels second nature. It really feels like mm-hmm. that thing has been there always. The best comparison I can I could come up with on, on, on like short notice thinking about this, um, I, I haven't mentioned this to, 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 to Adrian, is that it's like grappling hooks being introduced in Uncharted 4. It feels like a mm-hmm. no, a, such a fucking no-brainer Although that mm-hmm. one is a kind of like a Monster Hunter Worlds, but better implemented uh, grappling hook yeah. system. But it feels like such a fucking no-brainer. It's like, it's such a low bar. Why has no one really thought of something like this before? It's that kind, <laughs> it's that kind of, it's that kind of feeling. It's like, you forget about it. It's so useful. You often can forgo it. Mm-hmm. But it makes the game so much more bearable. Especially, let's say, for example, if you're using certain class of weapons which have absolutely no mobility whatsoever and that's the kind of weaknesses that they have but now they've made it much more accessible to people mm-hmm. itself um, I think a lot of this comes down to one of the things that uh, Adrian and I want to talk about for at least for Monster Hunter Rise itself is that the change from world to rise they actually started from more or less the ground up they changed mm-hmm. the engine yeah and yeah. So, rem- well, for listeners who, who don't keep up with gaming news, just recently, like yesterday or the day before, there was a huge presentation. Is This year is the 25th anniversary for Resident Evil. Yeah. Resident Evil 8 is coming in May. They have a showcase just two days ago showing showing like the final trailers, all the, all the fancy stuff for the game. The game was built in RE engine, which first started being used for RE7 and then subsequent used for the RE2 and 3 remakes and stuff like that. So, RE engine is also the very same engine that is being used in MH Rise right now. Yeah. And it's... It's... it's the Mind blown, basically. It's mind blown. Yeah, it's... Uh, for lack of a better term, it's 
incredibly uncanny. When I saw Ari, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I didn't keep up with the development for Rice itself. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't even know I would have gotten Rice if my friend had my friend didn't pressure me to it. Uh, my friend Gabriel didn't mm-hmm. pressure me into it because I told him, man, if you are doing it last minute, you want you want to buy in and you don't want to play. He because he he played war with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, his girlfriend that do- doesn't believe in consoles because she, mm-hmm. she's not not well. She's not like us. She's not gamer you know hashtag you know that kind of thing air quotes gamer <laughs> so she played world on pc with 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 her boyfriend which is my friend gabriel and gabriel was like i don't know because like, he doesn't have a nintendo online account and, and things like this so he only bought it like three or four days before the actual launch hmm. and i said if you're doing it fine give me let me see if i can scrounge up time then i'll get it you see so, if he didn't pressure me into it, pressure with air quotes again, it's like if he didn't pressure me into it, I didn't even know that I would have gotten it. And hence, I didn't even keep up with much of the development of, of it. So, when imagine my surprise when I power it up for the first time and I see RE Engine on the goddamn screen. Yeah, and I'm like, what the fuck? And, and my eyebrows raise a little bit and go like, hmm? Question mark? This is powered by an RE Engine. But, I mean, thinking about it back, Thinking back about it, it's like this makes sense because we've seen what uh, RE2 remake and RE3 remake uh, can do with the engine itself, and it's incredibly powerful. Um, mm-hmm. But the kudos go still, I mean, the praise and kudos still goes to Monhan team simply because they managed to squeeze out so much power from the goddamn engine and place it into yeah. a cartridge like the Switch for the Switch. The, 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 the very fact that we never would have imagined something that's built for high-end console games like the RE Engine, we which you will imagine the RE Engine is designed yeah. to do, to build for the next. Which Capcom has already said in in press conference and stuff, the RE Engine it was, and is used for the next the eighth or the ninth generation of gaming consoles. Yeah. It's built for high-end gaming games. And then now you see a Switch game with not as much juice as the current like PS5 or Xbox Series X. Yeah. Able to, to be able to run on it and pretty I mean they they are given. There are some certain concessions. Yeah. yeah, there's a there's a lot of concessions to be made to make sure that it fits on a switch. But having a engine that's be able to do scalability at this level, it is pretty interesting to see because normally custom engines don't have good scalability because they are built for a certain reason. Yeah. Uh, proprietary custom engines in in companies. In, yeah, in, in in general, yes. Um, one of the interesting facts that I found out um, while researching this uh, slightly is that this engine is also used for the Ghosts and Goblins streaming. Uh, yeah. yeah, still incredibly difficult game because I saw uh Pecora play it. Uh, but that's besides the point. Yes, you all know my what I do uh, during meetings right now yes I watch VTubers mm-hmm. but that's beside the point um, but yeah but uh, I found out that yeah this this engine was also used for, by, for, for Ghosts and Goblins itself which shows like the, the the sheer versatility of what this engine can do mm-hmm. um, it, it itself it can, you can use I mean technically technically speaking it isn't that difficult to turn use a 3D engine and turn it to 2D platformer kind of thing itself but the way that you you, you, you can implemented it's rather shocking let's just put it that way itself uh, yeah the thing the thing about about game engines is because this is watching more into development stuff the things that i that i know and do on a daily basis yeah 
having scalability within built into an engine is a huge endeavor, first and foremost. And my not and only commercial engine used to do it because they want to cater to a wider the wider market. Yep. They want they want more different types of developers to pick out on them. So, so why things commercial like engines pick that. Yeah, things and, like Unity, and Unreal, and um, Voxel. Yeah, Voxel. Yeah, uh, Voxel's Go, uh, Godot's and all that stuff. They have scalability. They want because they're commercial. They want they want more people to buy. In. Uh, in-house proprietary engine usually wouldn't. Well, they want to invest money into that. Yeah. But somehow they manage to make it work. But we don't know. Maybe it's it's like a lot of pain and sweat and blind sweat it, it, to, to get it to work. But in the end, it make it make it work. And they are trying to adopt more teams within Capcom are trying to adopt this. Yeah. So. Yeah, like like um, this, I mean, it is the spiritual successor to MT Framework, which the old Monster yes. Hunters and uh, a lot of other Capcom games used to run on in in, in the first place itself. But the fact that that it's not what's a what's a nice way that I can say it without ah fuck it fuck the nice way of saying it, it it's not shit <laughs> let's just put it that way empty like empty framework uh although it, it powered a lot of the games that we like for example monster the world or any mm-hmm. of the monster hunters before that it's pretty mm-hmm. crap for lack of better much of the jank of the first monster hunter the original mm-hmm. monster hunter uh, was the predecessor to MT Engine, if I'm not wrong, before the transition to MT Engine in like 2U or 3 came about. And it carried the same amount of fucking jank because the old engine had that kind of fucking jank in the first place. Much of what Monster Hunter's jank came from was that stupid engine in the first place. And much of um, all the games that you know in Capcom that had that kind of fucking jank, like for example, even the most loved RE, which is RE4, why it's so fucking janky? Why it felt that fucking janky? Was because of the limitations it has of a legacy. that. I mean, Lost Planet, same legacy, MT framework as well. Fucking jank. You can you can literally put them side by side and compare. They yeah. have the same level of jank. Yeah, all of it is because of the goddamn limitations of the goddamn engine itself. Mm-hmm. They won't outright say it. I will say it for them. It is the damn engine's fault why all of their games from that era has a control problem, has a camera problem, has a litany of issues despite how well-made they are. The, the fact that they're well-made in spite of all those jank is a testament the to... the volume and the, yeah, the, the, the volumes of their development Yeah, exactly. It's nothing to do with like, how well-made the engine is. Like, people will tell you oh, how easy it is to do things in for example, the new Unreal, or they'll tell you how easy it is to do things in um, for Snowflake, for example, and things like this, as compared to Anvil, and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with, like, the ease of use, or whatever it is, you know, it's just that it's it's mind-boggling when you, when you think about how the old engine is so crap. But this new engine is so freaking versatile to put out things like RE Remake or, uh, you know, Village or... I mean, RE7 was not a good introduction, let's just put it away, because RE7 played in a very specific way because it needed to play in a very, very specific way. So it wasn't that great of introduction, but when, like I said, thinking about it, this engine is good because when you look at... RE2 remake, when you look at uh, RE3 remake itself, I mean RE3 remake had more problems but that's more with the writing and the, the, the implementation of ideas but 
when you look at those games and you look at how they how they play how they they are uh yeah that's jank but it's so much more acceptable and i think yeah. I there's think... another there's another game that we never mentioned that's also built on the re engine dmc5 <laughs> there you go and, and things like that and, yeah. and and all of it is you, you when you look at it and you feel it and when you talk about it it's all they have jank I mean, it's still made by Japanese developers with level of skill and adaptation to the previous level of jank that they already had with MT Engine and other engines itself. But think about it, and you know, you, you still have jank, but it's so much more acceptable by current day standards as compared to <laughs> Gears Gone. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, like, we have a long time ago. Like, like I, I, I mean, I won't mean words here, and uh, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Leno here, he 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 would have agreed with me is that what's the best RE, which is RE four, hands down, mm. best Resident Evil, um, in terms of everything itself. But we will both agree, uh, I mean not just both, um, we will all agree. Adrian here included is that the camera is crap, the controls are crap, and there's no two ways about it. You see, mm. and. There's no way to fix it because it's yeah. the limitations of their goddamn engine itself. Mm-hmm. And and I, I don't know whether it's like could they have done MH Rice the way that you implement wirebugs and so on and so forth into world. Because I don't think they could have because of the way that the engine is. You couldn't do something that dynamic and fluid in that engine itself. Which is why mm-hmm. they had to settle with the crappy grappling hook and, and not yeah with, with, with the with the QTE and all that stupid stuff yeah, going on exactly because I think the old engine was built for slower paced games you don't do mm-hmm. you don't do dynamic things like like what you're doing in MH Rice it's dynamic it's mm-hmm. probably the best way to put it the dynam- dynamism in, in the game presented makes it more actiony mm-hmm. um I won't say it gets any less difficult. It's still the same level of difficulty that it has always been. Uh, mainly mm. because they adjusted it be- because of their level of mo- mobility mm. itself. Um, veterans like me or Gabriel, my friend Gabriel or, or Adrian here, when he starts to play it itself, is that he, he will realize that he, the monsters, are they have new attack patterns. They are, they are slightly more aggressive in a, in, in a sense itself. It makes sense in law, but it also makes sense because of the way the mechanics are implemented. If you have more ways to move, sure, that means the monsters, the monsters have to... definitely have more ways to hit you. Yeah, basically. exactly itself, and, and and that's the thing. It's like I, the mo- my most feared with air quotes, uh, monster in Monster Hunter, ever, uh, traditionally has been a fucking monkey. It's the it's the Rajang for those Rajang. that don't know, um. For long-time listeners of us right here, uh, you might remember way back when when Iceborne, uh, first w- was announced, and I was like saying, hey, maybe I should join Adrian for Hunt, like get back into the game itself. Then you know, <laughs> Rajang was announced, and I said, no, fuck, I'm fucked up. Uh, no, I, fuck that. I mean, I, I, I know part of Rajang. I can't <laughs> deal with Rajang. Exactly it's itself. Much. Like. When playing this game itself, it's like, okay, Rajang is still incredibly difficult. I cut it a few times the first time I fought it because I 
the not just because of the way that it used to move itself and the it's incredibly bad temper or it hits hard. So I mean, they do all those things. This is Monster Hunter. Every monster does that. But their new attack patterns and new level of aggressiveness really gets to me. Uh, I'm a gunner, mm-hmm. so I'm always standing uh, a bit further away from it than I should be. Naturally speaking, because I'm I'm a ranged uh, weapon user. So this this asshole just fucking beams me every three or four moves because he can. It's and like, he has he has long range attack. He can jump and just swing around and just hit you from nowhere. Yeah, and, and imagine a, a range player scared of it. Imagine a melee player who needs to be up close while he's trashing about and doing his temperamental yeah. shit. Yeah, that's that, worse. That, that's, oh that's that. But the thing is that as a range player, it's like I didn't remember seeing that many fucking beams. It's like, I, I don't know. It's like, you don't have to go Super Saiyan all the time and shoot beams out of your mouth all the time, which this guy did. And that mm-hmm. compounded my, again, air quotes fear. I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm not doing this if I don't have to ever again, you know, that kind of thing. It's an incredibly cool fight. I won't deny that. I like the monster. I like the monster design. I like the monster homages to, to, to Dragon Ball Z, so on and so forth itself. But the fight itself really it shows me, like, they tweaked something in the monsters itself to make them more aggressive. Simply, not really more aggressive, but they changed the attack patterns to be more intelligent in, in the way. When, even for Monster Hunter World, they never really did that. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and, and I, I, I say I was going to talk about Monster Hunter World uh, a little bit, is that Monster Hunter World is the greatest hits thus far uh, besides Rise, it was the the greatest hits for Monster Hunter so far. It you could mm. like like Adrian said, it, it really expounded upon uh the the exposure that he was getting, and and really mm-hmm. in this is the one. Although uh, other games before it have have uh introduced people to Monster Hunter before, this is the game that many people hopped onto to play Monster yes. Hunter for the first time, especially in the West, and. And, and for that, they made it incredibly, like, ease of play, kind of, like, there's a lot of QOLs. A lot of quality of life improvements. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, I won't, I'll talk about, maybe I'll talk about that later, about for image rise as well as compared to Monster Hunter World. But, but for Monster Hunter World, it was still the fucking greatest hits. Monsters mm-hmm. felt the same. Monsters felt for me. I mean, not, uh, I'm not talking about the, 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 the variant forms and, and, and things like this, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking about the base form that you all saw. Even for, for Iceborne, it's like the Rajan felt the same as the Rajan I fought in um, 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 To You. Fre- mm-hmm. uh, yeah, um, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Freedom 2 or 2 yeah, Unite. Portable, and like, yeah, yeah. Portable yeah. 2. Yeah, it felt exact. It felt exactly the same just now on a fucking big screen because I can play it on a PlayStation Four or a PC screen and, and instead of my my PSP and 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 things like mm-hmm. this, the patterns are the same. It's we always say that you know Monster Hunter is like riding a bike. Like Adrian said, uh, when we were talking when we first started talking about this, it's the muscle memory. Even if mm-hmm. you're incredibly rusty, you get back onto it. You get back into the groove. You you get used to it incredibly quickly. It's exactly the same. It's like the patterns felt the same. The the monster feels the same. The monster might have a couple of new attacks, but what's new? It, it, there's nothing much new about many of the monsters itself. If you fought a Ratian before, you have fought a Ratian a million times. If you fought a Ratalos mm-hmm. before, you fought a Ratian. Ratalos the Ratians and Ratalos are not traditional gifts anymore for us. They, I mean, since, yeah, for us veterans, we never feel that Ratians or 
Battle Lords are gates. But for a new hunter, those are those are literal gates because it's the first time you face something that is outwardly aggressive in the monster as you as you're transitioning through your yeah. your hunter progression and stuff like that. So 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 I'll I'll position this to to, to Adrian and he's never heard me say this before. Is that mm-hmm. we I mean we've fought uh Rathians and Rathalosses, which is the traditional dragon uh enemy mm-hmm. in Monster Hunter. We fought them so many times. So many times. I can say like without a shadow of a doubt we fought these fucking dragons hundreds to thousands of times. Hunted times at, thousands. At least, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, at least a thousand times. Yeah, at least a thousand times. We fought them so many for the last like fifteen years. Mm-hmm. More than fifteen years, let's just put it this way. We fought them so many times. We, we I don't even I can't even count how many, let's just put it this way. We used to speed run these fuckers. Naked. Yeah. I mean like no gear, you know, speed run the, these assholes. Not so much. Playing Monster Hunter Rise, I got cutted by Rathalos twice. HR Rathalos twice. Holy shit. <laughs> what? What? And you, 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 can, you can tell by, you know, Adrian laughing now. Yeah, is, that, is it a variant Rathalos or is that, is that just a base? HR. It's the rate. It's just a, it's just a HR Rathalos. There's no variance yet. It's not even Golden Rathalos. Yeah, silver. But yes, it's not even, yeah, it's not it's even silver. It's, it's not even Ezra Rathalos. Yeah. It's not even Silver Rathalos. Mm-hmm. It's just a HR Rathalos, which is your first, like, real introduction to, uh, not, not say real introduction. Oh, for HR, but for, for HR, yes. For high mm-hmm. rank, this is the first time that you're facing a Rathalos. I went in and it's like, yeah, it's just Rathalos. Fucking cutted. I mean, part of it, is, it has to do with, like, I'm my armor shit but that's no excuse we've, we've faced this creature so many times part of it is mm. that you can say that yeah I'm rusty sure but if I get cutted once no I did, I got cutted twice I mean I came this close to, to to failing the mission simply because I'm like this is new but it, it's not just that it's new that is that why why is it so angry all the time and, and, and things like that we, we things that you how I say without playing the game for the last how many hundreds of hours that we have, we have put into the entire franchise you won't notice things like this I can tell you that they are angry a lot of the time a lot of the time the the it's the dynamic di- the dynamic gameplay doesn't just apply to the players itself it applies to the monsters that are coded into the game they feel like even for, for veteran hunters, they feel like, you know, they are coming after you. They they feel like, you know, proper monsters. I, I once, I, it's not to say that we, you know, we, 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 like, we look down upon them. We don't because they hit hard. It's just that we are so used to them. We're so used to their patterns and, and their... Yeah, we, we know, we know, we know the tells and the signs because they don't really change too much from they, game to game. Even then, yeah. for now, they don't change that much, but the way that the the way that they move like it it's more again like i said it's more dynamic and it doesn't mm-hmm. just uh, uh, the dynamic nature of the game does not just apply to us it applies to them as well a small little twitch a little charge uh they float and he shoots a flame at you and then you're like so thinking boom it's like the f- how did that hit me it's not that i didn't dodge it's like the timing is is a bit different just to throw everybody off kind of it's not like a developer trick. Not not in a sense. It, the tail is still there. You can still avoid it, but the timing doesn't feel like tri- like a like world where if I just get back into world right now, I can tell you 
I'll dodge it 100% of the time. I can say that because, again, how many hundreds of times have we hunted this thing? How many hundreds of and, times? And Arabian, Arabian in world wasn't... You can literally tell every time it decides to do its poison spikes. Yeah, yeah it spins, right? We always call it the, you know, the, 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 the spin. Yeah, we always yeah. call it every time it spins, we know. We know it's going to spin. But yeah. the thing is that for this one, the Arabian... Sure, we, we still know that it's going to spin. Like, I mean, the better example, like I said, is either the Rajang or the Ratalos itself because those are classic creatures. Like, Ratalos has one where he he hovers around the air, or he flies around in the air, and after a certain amount of time, he shoots a fireball and things like this. Um, And, like, again, this one is like, we used to be like, one, two, three, then roll. Yeah. And, and things you like that. You, you can literally count in your head. Yeah. We, 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 we've gotten so used to it itself. And the timing, I won't, it's not like the timing is off. It's just that the the timing is, is still one, two, three, and you, you can still dodge itself. But if you're not looking at it properly, it gets you. You know? <laughs> like, it, it still is within that one, two, three, then it launches, and you're like, Roll and things like that. It's still one, two, three, roll. But the roll, it, it's not like the iframes get any worse. But if you're not looking at it, you can't do it like you can't do the. I mean, you probably can if you adjust it now. Like, mm-hmm. you, you, the, the frame of that, that, that window that you're doing it, it is just tilted a bit to, let's just, the timing window is just tilted to like point 0.1 or point to either way and things mm-hmm. itself and that affects the fight that's, that's the dynamism you're talking about because you can adjust that might be again like I said something that is is placed in a game where it's like oh you just translate it over from game to game itself but because of the engine difference something is slightly different and part of it like I said it attributes down to the dynamic nature of the game because of how dynamic the system is compared to how the old systems are it feels fresher that's for lack of a better word it really does itself um, and 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 just for that it's like there are no variants right now it's not has not been patched into the game yet. yes it's incredibly new it's, it's, a, it's less I'm than one even, yeah like when I'm not even looking forward to facing the variants if, if, if a if a rattlers could potentially cut a veteran yeah and, and things yeah. like like my friend was fighting against uh, shit, I can't remember. Uh, Diablos itself. I mean, the, the, mm-hmm. or well, Diablos uh, is the, it's the first. It's the first high rank gate. Traditionally, it's tra- always been the high rank gate. Yeah. Okay. Or, yeah. or let's say it's something that is uh, a bit more aggressive, but incredibly easy. It's a it's a mm-hmm. Tigrex. Mm-hmm. It's very ground based. It likes to swing. It likes to charge and things like this. Uh, yeah, but friend... you can you can find the tail. You can exploit them. Yeah, yeah. my friend and I got cutted by that. Like, we, we went to it, it's like, it's a T-Grex, we'll fight in, in the desert map and things like that, it's fine, and then we got, we failed the mission because, you know, we took, we cut a total of three times, why? Uh, part of it is because, you know, we got chaos, again, because the, the the system makes it feel more dynamic. I won't say that the game doesn't feel easier, some, in some portions, in some fights, it definitely does. Against uh, fights, for example, I feel. I mean, but my, my view is a bit skewed because, again, I'm a ranged weapon user instead of a melee user. I'm facing against, uh, for example, a long-time creature of the game. is a Xenogre. I'm facing off against a Xenogre and I say, this is fight is easier. 
Xenoga is like you don't have to get close to him pretty much. Yeah, so for, for a ranged user, I can say that, that's, that's easier. And it's a little bit easier now that it feels more dynamic, that I have more options to move around and, and, and things like that. It feels easier for me. But my friend, he says that he, does, he doesn't feel that way. <laughs> Simply because... No, Xenoga is a melee, it's, yeah, it's a melee, it's a, it's a melee hunter's worst nightmare. Yeah. One of... And, and melee hunters usually yeah. have quite a few... And, yeah, because... Bad. Matchups and, and things like that because it, it blows itself up. Uh, it has a Blanca attack itself. Uh, that and the Kazu, they both have Blanca attacks. But yeah. the the thing about it is that I, I look at it and go, yeah, for me it feels easier because I have so many options to move right now. It, it's an easier fight. My friend goes, no, it's a harder fight because if you can move better, you are further away, you have more range. I'm inside the range and I, I can do all the things that I can, but he can do. He, he moves a little bit faster, just a little bit. Yeah, like. He can still be in range even though I'm, I can move out with more mobility. Yeah, and, and, and there are things like this. It's mm-hmm. it's really hard for me to explain in, in, in tangible terms. It's the feel. The feel of it feels the same, but it feels better. It's like um, the difference between driving at 100 miles per hour and driving at 110 or 120 miles per hour is very, very subtle, but mm-hmm. it feels better. It, it, that, there's just that little bit of like juice that you put in you step a little harder and it just goes a little faster that's the feeling is it that's, that's why I was comparing it it's not like like the feeling where you get where it's again uh, back to, 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 to Soulsborne where it's not like from from Dark Souls to, to Bloodborne where the, the, the diametric shift in speed is what you feel most of the time and that contributes to the, 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 the dynamism of, of Bloodborne it's more like Bloodborne to Sekiro, where it generally it is fundamentally at more or less the same speed. But because of the way that you move in the air, and that's the main difference in, in Sekiro, is that you jump. Your jump yeah. changes the yeah. way you that... Can, you literally have a jump button. You can jump because that is part of your moveset. You have to use yeah. the jump to and, avoid... And things like this. Yeah. So th- that's the main difference between Bloodborne and Sekiro is that your your jump button changes so much of your your options, your mobility in, in the game itself. This is something like that. From World to Rise, just the introduction of the wire box itself changes fundamentally how the game feels in terms of speed. And, and, and that's for gameplay. That's part of the gameplay experience that you're going for itself. Uh, one, I mean, I, I, I've told uh, Adrian this before because Adrian is interested in it, but he hasn't picked it mm-hmm. up because he's been playing Strikers. Mm-hmm. Um, is that, you know, when you play it, I've been telling him this, when you play, you feel it. You you really do. It, it, it refuels same. It feels familiar. Mm-hmm. It feels a lot more inviting because it does, but it feels faster and it feels mm-hmm. better because it's faster. Yeah, it gets a get. Uh, I mean, obviously, because we 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 we've played with the old scheme for so long, um, that, you know, we we it takes some time for us to get used to it. But when you do, it, it really feels like second nature. It's such a no brainer. Gives you, a, I mean, the whole the whole additional change to mobility really gives you another ceiling that you have to climb. Yeah, and for veterans, technically a good thing because keeps things fresh not having a ceiling. Yeah, it keeps things fresh. Not having a ceiling is pretty bad if you are playing a game. That has, that's like what 15, 15 games thus far in the series. Yeah, yeah, so, give or take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it it really feels good, but but beyond all those, I I think uh, 
Beyond all those, what usually kept people from playing Monster Hunter is, besides the skill ceiling, the gameplay portion of it, is that how incredibly gated, probably, is, is, is a good word. It is in terms of um, menuing. Um, mm-hmm. Like, basically, the quality of life... Um, uh, introductions that they have put into Rise makes it so much more inviting for people to try. Um, mm. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna explain some things to uh, Outlaw very quickly. That I think that uh, if you are a series a franchise veteran, you'll understand a little bit more than people who are um, who have not played Monster Hunter. Uh, it will apply to Adrian a little bit more than let's say for example Ben. Okay, mm-hmm. is that um, did, since the introduction of 3U on the 3DS mm-hmm. or the Wii U um, it's been incredibly easy for you to switch wep- like switch your starter weapons like your preference weapon mm-hmm. and things like this um, you can do it on outset uh, there's no penalty for changing right away uh, and things like this mm-hmm. um, you can do it it's incredibly easy um, but for even back then, even when you're playing as a range uh, weapon user, for example, I'm a I'm a bow gunner. Mm-hmm. Uh, gunners had a distinct problem. Gunners had to manage ammo, because that's a finite yes. resource. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. In 3U, in 4, when I was playing with my friends back then, I had a very specific problem. The problem was that I told them, why are we hunting tonight? That's number one. Number two is... What time are we hunting? I always had to be very, very specific. And I say, we can't deviate from this. If you guys want to play with me, I'm really sorry about it. But they understood because, you know, we're a crew. We go together, we hunt together in, in, in the first place. The problem was that for me as a gunner, was that I had, because I had to manage my, my, my ammo and I couldn't buy the ammo, I had to go farm and craft the ammo. I had to log in. <laughs> Let's say, for example, we my crew was meeting at 8pm. I had to log in at 7pm to go farm the specific ammo for the specific number of fights for the specific monster that we are hunting for that night. And craft them. And place them in my box and so and so forth. That's the specific thing that I had to do all the time. And it was incredibly expensive and time-consuming. As in- expensive in-game, by the way. Let's just put it that way. And uh, time-consuming for me because I have to spend additional time to go farm those fucking materials. And that's on top of what every hunter needs to prep, especially in terms of food, in terms of your potions and all that stuff. That's yeah. on top of that. Yeah. So so on top of that, I, I, like I said, I have one additional step. And it, it hasn't been that way until World, where World actually made it easier for, mm-hmm. for, for range or for gunners especially, where you had a quick farm. But you still had to farm it out and, and, and exchange for points and, and so on and so forth. I will say mm. that it was a more seamless process, but it mm. didn't mitigate the... Core problem. The yeah. core problem of not being able to fucking buy ammo all the mm. time. Because you couldn't buy certain grades of ammo. Let's say the best grades of ammo, the, best, the ones that you want to use most of the time, you still had to farm, craft... Yeah, you have to find that specific the 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 bomb the bomb fruits or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah and you had to them. you had to buy and and actually it made the problem easier, but basically mm-hmm. it, it it shortened the the need for you to go out. You can stay within your mm-hmm. camp and still get it, but you you it changed the problem for, uh, 
now instead of like going on farm for the thing, I had to go and buy certain things. I had to go through certain steps to get the, the ammo before I go. So it actually shortened mm-hmm. the process from let's say for uh, an hour to fifteen, maybe ten minutes in a, in a sense. Now in wool, uh, in rice, I mean, um, I can buy the ammo. Every if, grid, every uh, single type of ammo. Every grid, they okay. just available to you. Uh, yeah, more or less. Except the first grid, uh, if I need the materials to craft the grid one, like for example, I need to make um piercing ammo. For example, I need latch berries. Mm-hmm. I I still have to go farm for those, but I can actually put that out in actual farm and actually, you know, not co- be concerned about it all the time. I can actually put it on mm-hmm. the farm, like the farm air quotes I mean this one's a trading ship but it, the, the concept is still the same it's the goddamn farm I can put it out there farm it come back in it's like okay I have enough now I, I'll you know I can go to the next one no problem I can actually buy the ammo to be able to do so and being able to do this it, it's like people don't get this is that this is a QOL that is so understated it's like for me who has played Bogan all the way, I mean I'm willing to go through it because this is a process that I've been been putting it up with for the last fifteen, seventeen years. Let's just put it that way. And for people who are who are playing melee, it's like uh for example, Adrian plays Sword and Shield. And f- before mm-hmm. this he's like I, I you know, we were talking about this and I said then you know <laughs> the problem for sword and shield is that what's the problem? The problem is that how many sword how many sword and shields do you need to craft? And the answer is all, all of them. All you, of them everyone needs is is critical in terms of a sword and shield user because sword and shield is traditionally elemental based. Yeah. So you need to have every single elemental type available to you. And you need to upgrade them. You can't just leave them at level one because you need to upgrade them to their max level so you can get the higher level grade sharpness so you can do more damage while you're doing yeah. elemental damage on the side. So, so the problem hasn't gone away in terms of like you still need to hunt to farm for the materials mm-hmm. to go and craft the specific things itself. It's just that they made it more universal for people like Adrian who is using who needs to craft like certain sets. He can just craft one mm-hmm. set and get through most of his fights with it. Okay? He has made it more simply for people who are playing like who want to play range or play range like me all the time is that I, I can get my ammo regularly now I don't have to go and you know remember specific spots that I have to go throw a pickaxe at or pick up a plant for <laughs> and, and things like this Where all, all, all the goddamn time it, it it made the process much more seamless it gets us in what what um Adrian likes to put it is that you know you want to go to the next game you want to go into the next fra- hunt you want to do the next thing the, the, the core of the hunt is the hunt itself. There, there, there is that aspect of preparing for a hunt. Yeah. Which, which is all your gathering, all your equipment, making sure that you're on on step, getting the right foods and stuff. That that shouldn't be a core, or or should yeah. be as long as the actual hunt itself. The the core of the game is the hunt. Yeah. It's the not... prep is is there. It needs to be there still, but it doesn't need to be that long. Yeah. Exactly. It's uh. It's it's it's. We all talk. I mean, it it. There's a certain other type of game specifically where people enjoy the fast-paced motion of it. Uh, We talked Mm -hmm. about this before, it's for FPSs. Why people like Mm -hmm. CS, why people like Call of Duty, why people like, uh, not say CS, why people like Call of Duty, why people like Battlefield, in a sense, Mm -hmm. it's because of the TTS. Mm -hmm. It's it's fast. It's Mm fast-paced. People want to go, even if they die, snap, snap, next one, 
faster, get me to the next point, get me to the next spawn, get me the next thing itself. It's the same for Monster Hunter itself. The best part of it is that when you are playing, you are fighting against the big boss, the big monster. And when that's done, you want to get to the next one as quickly as possible. That's the entire point. You want to spend... I mean, that's not the entire point. The entire point of Monster Hunter uh, will be now round up a little bit more. <laughs> a little, in Just a little bit, let's just put it this way. But you you don't want to do the boring shit like what I do. Yeah, there, are, there are some boring shit you have to do because like, they are... You, they are, you hunt. They are critical to the essence of the hunt, right? Yeah. But there are some that can be they can be simplified or just removed. Or... Yeah, be, like I I used to play most like for example the one that I played the most was three U on the three DS. I played more than a thousand hours on that way back when. Okay, that's because mm-hmm. my friends and I we we just started, I think uni, we had time and things like this. We wanted to play. We we could play and, and things like that. But I spent so much more time playing than them simply because I had to go look for so much shit before them, before we hunted and things like this. It, there was so much prep time that I had to do. And this was prep time that I was willing to, 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 to do simply because I, I'm going to get to the main point later. But this is prep time that I was willing to do to get to the hunt, to get to the hunt on the next hunt, next hunt. The problem was that I would only do that very specific hunt for that very specific night that we agenda for. If we didn't, I couldn't. Because I would mm. do jack shit nothing. Uh, I mean, you have your base ammo, but base ammo does, it's never going to be meta. Let's just put it that jack way. Shit. And you need to prep the right ammo for the right, for the right, for the right yeah. fights, basically. Yeah. It, it's, for those that are not in the know, to, to paint a better picture, it's like, um, if you need to go hunt werewolves, you prepare silver bullets. If you need mm-hmm. to go hunt vampires, you prepare a shit ton of garlic, consecrated crosses, whatever it is, you know, that kind of thing itself. You find a very specific weakness and you you you, you prepare for it. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean it's 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 a very, very um focused gameplay model mm-hmm. that you you have you have to go for. But that's because you're hunting in, in a sense yeah. it's like if you're going deep sea fishing you don't bring a fly fishing rod yeah. it's yeah. it's ridiculous it doesn't work that way right? yeah, you're just not gonna be able to catch anything yeah it's, gonna be it's, it's exactly that let's just put it that way but I had to spend so much time in the prep I had let the the, the analogy that I'm gonna put out here is that instead of just going to the shop and buying garlic I'm planting my own fucking garlic or I'm going into or or, or the worst thing is that I'm going into my neighbor's yard to pluck the garlic from their garden then bringing it out and when I'm talking about my neighbor it's not like it's it's just right across the road it's not like I can jump a fence it's there I need to go out in the fucking wilderness to do it and kind of thing things like this that's the kind of energy that you need to picture when you're talking about all Monster Hunters. For this one, it's really, oh, the supermarket is there. Okay, I'll just pick up all I need. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just pick up some garlic. Yeah, I'm ready to hunt. Yeah, and, 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 and things like that, or silver, or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, applies to the weaknesses of the associate monster you're, mm-hmm. you're talking about and things like that. But this little understatedness of QOL has made the game so much more bearable, at least for my personal case, let's just put it that way. You, you, it's it's what stopped me from playing a lot of Monster Hunter World 
because uh, part of uh besides the main point, which again we will round off with for the for this one, but it it the QOL is so understated, but it's such a again this is one of those like lowest hanging fruit things that people the obvious eludes people sometimes. <laughs> You're like. Why didn't I think of that? Why like, didn't just do that earlier? Yeah, why didn't just do that years ago or what? It, what have you, right? No, it's like in three you when you had all the fucking weapons, basic starter weapons in your chest, and you can swap to them anytime the tutorial was over. You're like, why didn't they think of this before in Monster Hunter One, Monster Hunter Two, and all the fucking iterations of it? Why didn't they think of this? This was what five ish years into the franchise, and it's like. This is the yeah. first time that they are they've thought of it. It's like it's it's one of those things that elude people because it's so fucking obvious that you know you should do things like this. It's like okay, let, let's do that. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. maybe we will treat our customers as actual customers instead of telling them to go fuck off, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck around. Yeah. That small little thing, and 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 it, it like I said, on on a, like I only can speak to the things that I personally experience, and these are things that I personally experience, and the frustrations I have with it that I've put up with for so many years. But this has made it so much more accessible, at least to the people who say, I I want to play a gunner, I want to play a support gunner, I want to play a DPS gunner, whatever it is, you know, I want to play a range, but I don't want the hassle of going to spending more hours than people foraging for fucking bullets simply because yeah simply because of my gameplay choices I want to use this mm-hmm. but I can't so does that mean I need to go into something a bit more traditional f- traditional with air quotes like dual mm-hmm. blades or great sword or something like this because you know that's what everybody like likes to play because it's I won't say it's no brainer you different weapons in this game still has a lot of nuance for each of them. There mm. are systems that you have to grasp for all of them. But it's something that is like, what do I need? We need a sword. That's all you need. You need the weapon. Mm-hmm. You need to craft the weapon. That's all you need. Then you're like, oh, okay. I'll do that. You know, you, you shouldn't have to suffer for your gameplay choices. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> but there's an additional layer, especially for gunners, because we all have to go through the same, the same upgrade path, go and hunt the same monster a few times to get that, to yeah. get the parts that we need in order to craft. Gunner has another additional step. Used so, to, used to have an additional. Yeah. Used to, but now now it's been reduced significantly. Yeah. So they are on par with us. So they are more. There, there are no, there are no disadvantage. There, in fact, there are actually incentives for people to who want to try out range class, other yeah. to, to play. As a gunner, rather than always going for the bow and arrow, because bow and arrow are the bow is a is a very different piece altogether. Yeah, because it is it's high scale ceiling pretty much. Yeah, um, I mean we won't get too much in the systems uh, unless we mm-hmm. dedicate a entire episode to Monster Hunter itself, which we which 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 Adrian has suggested be placed in the JRPG section. Uh, I mean, it's like I I yeah. won't go that far to say yeah. there's a JRPG. <laughs> It's not technically a JRPG, but uh, let, let, let's not go that far. Um, we might dedicate a full episode to Monster Hunter at some point in time. I mean, if I if I jump into Rise, we definitely have to talk about it. Sure. We have then we have to yeah we have to break it down and stuff like that. So that will come definitely. Sure. Because I mean, it, one of the sub goals of of this this current conversation right now is technically to to get me to get 
it to rise faster than earlier. Uh, a little bit, my yes. Assign, assign timeline of getting it maybe a little bit later. Yeah. Next month or something. I, I mean, that, that's part of the reason. Um, but, but it's not the entire reason. I think uh, I was going to talk to this as the roundup and I think it should be the roundup, uh, at least for Monster Hunter itself is that... Um, Monster Hunter Rise is that the whole point of Monster Hunter is that I think it is the best fucking social game ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, co-op social game ever made. Um, bar none. It is the best. Um, people talk about Division, people talk about um, I don't know, Outriders, Avengers, whatever it is, fuck that. Fuck all Your that. Standard, like, shooters, Destinies and all that. Yeah. Fuck all that. Okay, I will tell you that every model so far has failed to do what most hunters have done. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of crew up and go. I mean, you are limited mm-hmm. to a crew of four. That, that's understandable because that's the, that's the way it's the not, game it's is structured. not a bad thing to be Yeah, the game I is structured. Because that, that, is yeah, that's the way the game is structured. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And even, even if you don't have, you have your assistants to join in mm-hmm. to fill up the numbers and, and things like this. That, that's no issue. But no... Every game should look at Monster Hunter as a core experience and they should look at it in the way that it does, how it does it. Um, it is, I think it's literally the first game besides uh, BDM Up, uh, besides scrolling BDM Up, that I played with somebody in the same room, not on the same console. Um, mm. I, I, I don't, I, it might not be the first one, but it's the first one that comes to my mind when I talk about things like this. It is... Mm-hmm. Um, it comes to the days I mean obviously here a little bit I will say I will admit um, Adrian and I will talk about this with a bit of uh, rose tinted lenses in a sense because we played during the time where local co-op wasn't a thing side-scrolling beat them up wasn't a thing anymore MMOs just came into fashion people were playing on MMOs and things like that people were shouting across people on the internet um, well, no typing very very aggressively uh, to people across the internet because TeamSpeak wasn't a thing back then Hamachi was shit that, besides all that Monster Hunter was the game that put your friends and you in the same room playing local co-op I mean it doesn't even have to be in, in, in it, your house or anyone no, else's no, house. Um, back in, uh, the prevalent thing was to go to McDonald's. Yeah. To go to one of the bigger, bigger, bigger landmark McDonald's. Yeah. And have multiple hunting groups actually form up there. Yeah. So you can you can literally swap and swap and play with other people as well. Yeah. Not just with and, your and own I, crew. And I'm talking about local core. I'm not, this wasn't when internet was... Well, internet was around. Internet was up. We had MMOs. We were playing MMOs. But Monster Hunter was the one game where you are playing locally with friends in the same vicinity. Let's say within the same 50 meters. Let's just put it that way. Different consoles, but you are playing core. And you're sh- this is harkens back to the days where we were playing side-scrolling beat-em-ups in the arcades or in, in our living rooms or whatever it is. And we were shouting, hey, hey, take this guy, take this guy, for whatever it is. Uh, throw me a potion, please. Things like that. You're shouting cro- comments across other people. And, mm-hmm. and this is the first game to really do so since, uh, again, like I said, since the rise of MMORPGs or the rise of the, the internet that killed local co-op itself. This is the first franchise that does that. And the point still stands for this one. The point of Monster Hunter is that you play with friends. The point of Monster Hunter has always been the same. You get a crew 
you play with them. You find somebody and you get them to play Monster Hunter so that you have somebody to hunt with. You can yes. do it solo. There's nothing that goes against that. But the whole point mm-hmm. of the game is that you find people to hunt with you. And that's the fun part. Since 3U, uh, they had local like online lobbies and stuff that has been accessible mm-hmm. we've been playing online it's a bit sportier back then let's say. Uh, again because of the engine I, I will let you know first MT <laughs> framework has shitty netcode and things like that okay um, it's slightly it's a lot better now let's just put it this way and mm-hmm. I mean with the rise of Discord uh, not to say that we couldn't do it in world we could still do it in world but we had a good time in world which is which is predominantly online yeah. we can the only way we can join up is to join into a lobby online but even then sometimes we do face connectivity issues and all that weird stuff that goes on yeah sometimes you can join into a game and then oh, weird shit happens and then oh we need to bomb of the, of the lobby come back in again and all that stuff it has happened darren has can can attest to that as well while we're playing exactly what? And I, I know yeah. the problems that have happened because Adrian has talked to me mm-hmm. about the problems that has happened before on, on our on our chats itself. But for, for Rice, it feels so much better itself. Like, I play with... I, I can say that we, the point still stands. is I hunt with friends. Mm-hmm. And I've done it in both ways right now. My friend, uh, Gabriel, uh, who pressured me, pressured me to play in the game, kind of pressured me very game. Um... He has come over to my place to play Monster Hunter. Like we used to do. Old school. Hold the consoles in our fucking hands and play Monster Hunter. And we shout at each other, can you pop a potion? Oi! Oi! Which area do you go to? And things like this. And so on and so forth. It really feels like we are back in the army. And like I said, this is us looking back with rose-tinted lenses as well because this is what we used to do when we had no fucking smartphones in the army. Yes. We sat in our bunks. The only thing we could do is sneak in a PSP and then and then play a bunch of hunts with a bunch of yeah. mates. You sit I sat with my my uh, platoon sergeant, my uh my sergeant in charge, and we played Monster Hunter because we could. That was one of three or four like games that basically why my unit was so like well bonded was simply because we just sat down and fucking played games all the time. We had that experience with it. I sat in a bunk. We had nothing to do. Everybody was bored. They had a TV downstairs. They were fucking bored. And you know, the only thing that we did was like, you had to, you know, talk shit to, to, to your bunk mates. And in the army, that, you know, that's not difficult to do. But, you know, I played games with them. The only thing that we could do was technically play Monster Hunter all day, all day long. You know? Yeah. And, and you know, it's the same for It never gets old. The thing is with, 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 like, with like games of this nature, right? Like looter yeah. shooters nowadays and stuff. Like that. People say, uh, after a while, you get bored. You don't really know what else to hunt. If you have a crew. It doesn't work with Monster Hunter. It really doesn't work with Monster Hunter. Every single hunt. It's just every single hunt. It's, it's... You know, you're fighting the same monster multiple thousands of times. There is always something. There was always something fresh. There was always something emergent coming out of that hunt. Yeah. There's always something memorable. It I, never gets old. I, I will say it again. It's the point of it is that if you have friends to play with you, and this this is a very weird point, is that, you know, we... We. Adrian, mm-hmm. me, we hate multiplayer games. For us to say that this is a multiplayer game that we are willing to play, I mean, uh, admittedly speaking, we are playing it with ourselves. Uh, like, our group mm-hmm. of friends itself. And we are willing to play so much of... I mean, for me, I had... 
more success with things like um, Ghost Recon Wildlands and Avengers but the, the point still stands this is the one that we want to play this is the one that we get into nothing to with us being Asian or you know partly Japanese or Japanese inspired or, or things like that uh, a lot of it has to be because you know we we, we, influ- we got influenced by it a lot earlier than the westerners itself but this is the game where crewing up going for a hunt is diametrically more important than doing prep work for the hunt or the hunt itself the point and it's not just a DPS check very much the whole point of the game isn't just a DPS check yeah as with most looter shooters in general yeah there, there's a lot of uh, <laughs> I, it, it's weird to say that there's a lot of strategy to it but there isn't mm-hmm. it's, it's the feel of the fight the yeah. best way to put it itself it's a Dark, Dark Souls boss that you are playing with friends a lot of the time and I, yes I know in Dark Souls you can get your friends to come join you for the fucking fight but that's different it really feels different <laughs> anybody who's played Dark Souls multiplayer air quotes multiplayer and, and playing Monsanto it's different the feeling is different you crew up you go for a fight the point is that you play with friends and as I was saying just now is that my friend Gabriel has come to my place to play and we, we sat like I said with our consoles in front of our faces to play the game but we have also it's like hey you free right now Sure, go on Discord. Sure, load up Monster Hunter. We go for a hunt. Just talk, talk the switch onto a onto the TV if you want, or you can just handheld it as well. Yeah, because they do online, so you have the best of both worlds, pretty much. Yeah, as long as you don't have well, as long as you don't have McDonald's Wi-Fi, I'll say you'll be fine. Okay, yes. because I I'm playing on very stable Wi-Fi. I have no problem itself. Even I dock it. it to use um, Ethernet connector connection mm. to, to do it and it's more stable that way as well so yeah for me I, I look at it it's like this is fine it's entirely fine itself mm. and I I will say this for Monster Hunter World it's render online is pretty good it searches for online for the hunts that you want to go for if you allow it it's pretty good this one is better it's the SOS system right? Uh, it's the hunter request system. So basically, if you put a quest out that allows randos to join in, when you go for the hunt, um, when when you go for the hunt itself, um, it might not be immediate, but during the hunt, they'll just join you. In progress, mm. they'll join you, they'll help you hunt. You don't even have to talk. People who know, they know. <laughs> yeah. When people know the fight, then they know they what know to do. The, the they fight. know what to do. They join the fight, they know what to do. If you join the fight, it's expected you know what to do as well most of the time anyway itself. Because you well, are... yeah, at least at the point knowing that if I'm a long sword player, please don't target the head. You go for the tail. If you're the hammer yeah, player, go... you have the head. Yeah, you hammer player, place the head is that way. Don't don't go and bash around the tail. That's not gonna help. Yeah. Yeah, and, and things like that. People know. I mean, there mm-hmm. are going to be exceptions to the case. You get a corner horner. You get a you get somebody who's utterly fucking useless gets cut up twice and things like this so on and so forth those still exist because this is online but mm-hmm. this is the one online like I said I don't have to talk I don't have to ping I don't have to say shit honestly speaking it's the one online that if you know you know really applies it's mm-hmm. you go in if you know you know and sometimes people do like put up chat messages that says hey don't catch don't capture kill only don't catch capture queue. <laughs> don't catch capture slash queue only. Then 
you know they put it out they tell you this is a kill quest i fucking want the materials when calf you kill mm-hmm. if some if it's able to be captured which um by the way they now put a signal to tell you it can be captured so that mm. helps as well that's another QR f- function that you don't think that it was helpful it is helpful now okay it um you might not like it sometimes because you think you yeah think it, well it used to be something of experience right you know you can sort of kind of guess when a hunt when, when a monster is ready to be captured yeah i mean for for me as a gunner i will tell you that i never knew because we got i'm always in the face of the monster so i know i know that that's that tiny tiny time gap where you know that the, the monster can be captured yeah I mean, if it's limping away, you know it can be captured. But usually for yeah. gunners, it happens so fast that you don't even have the chance to capture and you kill straight away. Most gunners that you go for, if you go into a quest, blind tree you, into a lobby, mm-hmm. blind tree you, and you see three gunners, then you're like, fuck, it's a kill quest. Because mm-hmm. they, they won't know, they just put bullets downrange and the thing dies, you see. And that's, that's it. And the kind of thing. Now I can at least know, anybody want to capture? And if somebody puts the trap down, you hear ting ting, and it's like, okay, fuck, okay, we're capturing. I switch, and this has happened more times than I can name, so far that I've mm. played. And each hunt, I mean, it's like now it's like, we've gotten used to it. It's like ten to fifteen minutes. That's my lunch break, so and so forth. That's when usually when I play in the first place. It's like I hear ting ting. It's like I switch to trank rounds. I shoot two, down range. I don't even, I don't even need. Like I said, if you know, you know. If I hear the trap being placed. Is it, I go straight to trank rounds and I shoot, and they mm. don't even tell you that you know you need anybody have tranks. You do it first. Yeah, you just expected to because you are the range user. You are expected to have the trank, yeah. trank bullets pretty much. Yeah, so I I will tell you that it's like if you know you know this is one of those games which is you play with people and that, that's the entire point. You play with people. You hunt with friends. It's a very, it's one of those social experiences which transcend speech. We can talk about what, which is the best, um, which is the best multiplayer we can talk about so far. And I will tell you, it's Apex because Apex has such a robust ping system. I say mm-hmm. that this goes above it because you don't even have to ping. You know, you go into mm-hmm. a hunt, you know, and that's it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh oh, I'm um just to round off and just as a disclaimer. Obviously, there are problems. It's still quite janky. It's, it's Monster Hunter. It's always going to be janky. It's Monster Hunter game. It needs to be janky. If not, it's not Monster Hunter. Yeah, but that more or less rounds up for what I'm going to say about Monster Hunter itself. I hope Adrian gets about uh do it soon so I can carry his ass through the ranks itself. I, I yeah. won't be the only one. I'm pretty sure Darren will do it as well. But mm-hmm. Darren might want to wait for the Steam release. Sure. So we'll see. We'll mm-hmm. see. But, but, but the, the, the very beauty of the Switch does lend itself to to be able to play it portable. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, um, Adrian has said something about Monster Hunter World before, which I mm-hmm. half agree and half disagree with. Um, it is on the fence a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Depends on which day I'm thinking about it. Is that he has said that Monster Hunter World is back home where he needs to be, which is the PlayStation 4, which is the PlayStation, which is consoles. Yeah, in general. I, I, it still holds true. It still holds true. I it's still... still I, I still I, think I still think that way. I don't entirely disagree. I think that being back on a console is its main priority because 
that's what we used to play on the PlayStation 2 even though you know we used to do LAN parties let's just put it that way PlayStation 4 four TVs then after that we used to play on PlayStation Portable and, and things like that itself mm. so, but I think the portable aspect is a subset of how it, or why it has went all the way to the 3DS Uh, mm. Although there were li- more limitations as compared to, for example, on uh, Wii U or Wii or the PlayStation 2 in the first place uh, back then. They were that... just too too weak of a system in terms of technical specifications. Yeah, um, that system yeah. was not it the best. It felt like a downgrade, right? It felt like it was going downwards. Yeah, but sorts. the I think that they were look the the developers anyway. They were looking for the social experience. They want people. They wanted to do the same thing that the PlayStation Two, the PlayStation Portable thing that we did, and they wanted to recapture that. Which, to their credit, they got it right. They successfully recaptured the experience itself. The problem that we had was that we, we Adrian and I and uh, uh, the people that we used to play with that it was that we were so entrenched in the digital evolution that mm-hmm. we had to go online that we felt that we it was betraying our expectations in a, in a sense that we wanted it to be on a system that now now that we could reliably play online we want to play on a better system itself but the mm-hmm. social aspect of it is i think st- is still what carries it itself which mm-hmm. now talking about it obviously we we have a better understanding of the current landscape of games itself mm. and the coming landscape at least for the next few years the switch is actually right now i think the best system they could be on because you can do both of them you yeah. can... it's not too it's not too weak where it can it can perform a lot of the a lot of the things that a modern system. modern a modern in quotes monster could do Which is what we, we which will compare to WoW. You can do pretty much everything WoW can do, but you can take it with you, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. So you still get your social aspect of like sitting in cafes or a bookshop or whatever place that you can find. It could even be like you know right outside. I don't know some empty field if you want to, if you so please, you know. <laughs> um. But you you can do it if you want. You can you, because it's switch. It's portable itself. That's the entire point. But if you want to be like me and just dock it and. Do it online over Discord with your friends. You can do it as well. You get the best of both worlds, and I think that's why they moved away from the PlayStation Four. They moved away from PC, uh, to focus on the the, the Switch release for this itself. It's the Switch a... is best position right now. It's it's just the unique combination of what it man yeah. what they set out to. It because it can you can do both, and I think that that's what they were looking for itself. Monster Hunter mm-hmm. World was the greatest hits, and it made sense for it to be on Steam. It made sense for it to be on on the PlayStation, and for it needed to run mainstream, right? You you needed to get that Monster Hunter brand out there. You it to, uh, to as many people as possible. Let them get get them into the idea that this is a franchise that you should invest time in, yeah, and money in. Yeah, exactly, and it's only because when they moved to the development of the Switch because of the unique features of the Switch, that people said, "Hey, I can can we get this on PC?" And because of that outcry, because they've been playing on the PC, they say, "Can we get this on the PC?" That Capcom actually backtracked and said that this is going to be a Switch exclusive, and said, "No, we're going to release this in the PC as well." I mean, it's most likely going to be in a year's time, but mm-hmm. at least you get that. You see, you get mm-hmm. now you get options. Now you get mm. options itself, but 
having the switch, I would say again, that is still the best position that you can be in. Um, mm-hmm. no matter what, right now, at least at this point in time, you want to get the best of both worlds. Like three, you tried this with the three DS and the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Four didn't because the sales for the Wii U, well, the Wii U was a problem in and of itself. Yeah, the Wii U is a whole other ball game altogether. <laughs> so, yeah. but but um, but but that was the first experiment, and that didn't pan out for other reasons. You see, mm-hmm. but right now they the Switch is unique because it's a hybrid system itself. Um, yes, you can't get away with as many things as you could with world with technical bullshit. Let's just put it. In. It's not yeah. as sharp visually hmm. obviously speaking because it's on the switch but do you really need that as long as the fuel holds up in the hunt you shouldn't really care this is a game where... Key, uh, when the monster looks cool it doesn't matter when we lose a few grass here and there on the environments it's fine mm. it's not it's not sometimes we might even prefer not having grass because we can see our full thing yeah it doesn't have fucking grass blocking us and then suddenly we get trapped or something like that so yeah you don't get as many monsters sure but you don't yeah. need that many monsters you mm-hmm. get your you get your best you get the ones that fit your game it's fine mm-hmm. and yeah and, and who is to say then that that the rise will have at least a two year they will definitely have a one year one year plan of, of support who's to say it will not have two years or even three years plans of support going forward yeah I'm thinking it's going to be three-ish because we think like I said games have figured out companies have figured out how to at um, how to expand upon a game in DLC properly mm-hmm. and Capcom was one of these companies that had a problem Atlas mm-hmm. still has a problem with it like Sega Atlas still has a problem with it okay um, where I still think that they are overcharging us for a product um, that we have to buy over multiple times yeah they, they are overcharging us for a product where they just jam Jam one and a half game into it, basically. Yeah, because and... because they could easily have sell us. Capcom used to do that, right? They're like new additions and all that stuff. Yeah. They could easily, which they have learned with full spawn, because they have started coming out with the idea that you can actually just be expansion. You didn't have to buy a new yeah. other game. Even game. I I said this before with Street Fighter Five as divis- as divisive as it is, I think it mm. does season passes correctly, and mm. it was the model that Tekken Seven followed upon okay mm. is that yes every new season you get new fighters if you don't want to get those fighters that's fine don't get them mm. it's okay and it's still the same game they patch the game itself so that it improves upon, upon besides giving us like making us buy um Su- Street Fighter 4 Super Street Fighter 4 Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition what the fuck Capcom fuck, yes and, and, and things like this they just learn to patch the base fucking game to make it as new as possible itself. They realized that they could have done this and they could have done it back in 2009 with Street Fighter 4, honestly speaking, but they mm-hmm. didn't. They just wanted more money. Like I said, as divisive as Street Fighter 5 itself, that was when they actually learned that, you know, your game can be improved and you didn't need to charge people more for the same game again itself. Mm-hmm. And that brought so many people back. Again, Street Fighter Five is very divisive, but for gameplay reasons. But mm. the way that they implemented their DLC, their season passes, their patch for each season, is the way forward. 
they did that mm. now and they've done that with uh, like, like like Adrian said with Iceborne Monster Hunter Monster Hunter Iceborne they don't give mm-hmm. you like now you don't need G-Rank quest you don't need yeah, you, yeah you, don't, you don't need a Monster Hunter World G or something like that and you have to buy and replay the whole damn thing again exactly. with the additional Iceborne stuff exactly. you just get Iceborne and you can just straight away jump in exactly and, and, and you don't need that and Capcom yeah. have learned if they regress that's a topic for another day but for for the indications for what they have been doing so far, they've been doing great. We grade them based on what they do. Again, we don't fall, we don't shadow cast a, like a forward uh, and you know fast forward, like we we don't forecast it like doom and gloom for them itself. I don't work that way. I do based on empirical evidence has been presented and 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 forecast ahead based on that. What they've been doing so far, incredible. Like I said, good guy Capcom is back, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they are on the roll, man. They are fucking on the roll. They are, they are. Uh, so yeah, I think that rounds up um, what I have to say about Monster Hunter. Anything you want to add for that before we round off the episode itself? Mm, not really. It will be interesting to see what new monsters are coming out. Because it's not just... As we, what we are seeing in WoW, because we've, we've, seen, we've seen new monsters come out for the 3DLC in WoW. Yeah. Which is... Uh, shit, I can't remember her name. Kushala. Oh, wait, wait. Fatalis as well, right? The basically the 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 golden ram, I can't remember her name. So we have that. It's an entirely new, and that was that was pretty cool when when it first came out in WoW. So if 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 Rise follows that trend and comes out with new exciting new game modes plus monsters that work within that game mode, and especially now they have the rampage game mode, which is a whole other class on its own. It's tower defense, which was probably something interesting. I will want to try out as well. It's so, tower defense. Yeah, yeah, it's tower defense, but. Monster Hunter, so... Yep, that's pretty good. Okay, um, yeah, I, I've said my piece with Monster Hunter, so I think um, for the two games that we have played so far, we have we, we can probably run off there. Um, I will get back into Strikers. I hope, Hopefully, um, um, Adrian will get back, get into Monster Hunter, right? So I can carry his ass. I mean, um, it's a matter of time, right? It's whether or not I want to just get it after this call or, or literally get it next week or something like that. Sure. It, it um, remains to be seen. Alright, guys. Yeah. Yep. So I I think that more or less wraps up this episode for now. Again, uh, this is just an episode where we talked about the games that we played for the last couple of weeks, uh, because we've been busy. Um, regardless of that, I hope that this has been an insightful episode for you, and it's been fun for me and Adrian to talk about things that we really really like. Um, mm-hmm. I hope it's been the same for the listeners out there. And um, until our next episode, which we will drop. Well, in. which will what happen when it happens? Yeah. <laughs> Play um, more games. Play more games. Play more Monster Hunter. Play more Strikers. Yes. Yes. Play everything. Right. See you guys. Yeah.